Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Hey, Kevin Seaman here with my fourth Mindcast. In my previous Mindcasts, I've discussed how important and powerful your internal communication is and how it can radically affect your emotional state. In this Mindcast, I'm going to share a couple of simple tools you can use to adjust your outlook and the outlook of others in nearly an instant by challenging the words and behavior pattern that is dictating that current mindset. Here's something very valuable to understand. You are only capable of holding one thought at a time. You're either winning or losing. You're either defeated or you're working on it. You either suck or you don't. You're happy at any given time or you're not. You hate your life or you don't. Listen, you can't believe both at the same time. Sure, you can go back and forth in your head, but can only focus on one thought at a time. So much for all those times I thought I was multitasking. Those thoughts, inner voices, and pictures are your choice. If you choose one, the other will not exist at that moment in your mind. So choose wisely. When I find myself in a situation where I'm becoming impatient, I interrupt my pattern and ask myself things like, how is being irritable and impatient going to make this better? My answer is always the same. It won't. I then replace my previous thought pattern with relaxing and patience. By interrupting my current pattern of behavior, I stop my self-loathing, anger, and frustration for a moment, which is usually long enough for me to adjust my dialogue and change my direction. I also use pattern interruptions on others. I had a friend who was confiding in me about how bad things had been for them and how they could never catch a break. I listened for a while and I let him vent his frustration, then suddenly asked a question out of context. I asked, how are your kids? I know they're the most important thing in his life. He cherishes his family more than anything else. His voice changed two octaves higher and he replied, great. I mean, they're frustrated with the way school is now and they miss their friends, but they seem to adjust really well. And then I said, huh, I guess we could all learn something about adjusting to difficult situations from kids. He smiled and replied, I know, right? When I put something else in his head that was more important to him than bitching about his temporary inconvenience and interrupting his current habit pattern, he stopped his pattern of self-bashing. Then he started talking about his little girl and how smart she was. I have used pattern interruptions in coaching for decades. It is one of my most extraordinary tools for changing behaviors in both myself and others. Using empowering substitutes for the negative words you use can change your outlook in an instant. How can you use this? Pay attention to the metaphors, words, and analogies that you use to describe events for one week. 
pay particular attention to the figures of speech that you use. The reason is that while some of these are empowering, others can be quite debilitating. Hopefully you listened to my last Mindcast, Reframe Your Reality. So this is what I mean. Did you get yelled at or was there a difference of opinion? Did you get dumped on or confided in? Was it the worst day or challenging? Are you at the end of your rope or are you looking for more creative solutions? Are you hanging in there? Not too bad? Surviving? Or feeling awesome, great, terrific, and killing it? Well, you get the picture. Here's some homework. Now, for one week, I want you to de-amplify the terms that you use that exaggerate the meaning of your negative experiences and amplify the areas that might need a boost. Oh, also remember that these are not just the negative words or phrases that you say audibly, but the ones that you say to yourself using your inner dialogue as well. Here's something else I do to make sure my day is the best it can be. When people ask me, hey, how are you? My stock reply is great. Sometimes I also say awesome or excellent. This always makes a person stop and reflect a little. I've had some people look at me quizzically, and on occasion, someone will even ask or say something like, why are you so happy? Or what's so great? My reply, every day I wake up on this side of the ground is an awesome day. Try this as well. You'll be shocked at how great it makes you feel. To reply, great. The reason this works is because every time you say that, guess what? You are programming your mind to feel that way each and every time you say it. There's a bonus too. Others will wonder why. Why does he feel so good? What's he doing that I'm not? Use this hack and program your mind for greatness every day. You will be absolutely amazed at the result. People always ask, what if you're not doing great? If my day has been extremely challenging or I'm sick, my answer is, I've been better or pretty good. That's just about as bad as it gets. We become what we think about most of the time. Get specific. Stop telling yourself vague, generalized statements and stories. Generalizations can also intensify emotions because they make us focus on only a portion of our experiences instead of the full range. They subjectively eliminate important truths about an experience or a situation. This allows us to tell ourselves stories, to rationalize our behavior. In other words, they help us lie to ourselves and provide skewed truth to support our self-directed dishonesty. We looked at this briefly in the second Mindcast on beliefs. For example, if an individual said to you, nobody can help me with this, the use of that phrase would intensify the feeling of despair frustration, and hopelessness. In a similar way, the use of the word everybody in the phrase everybody else is in shape except for me does the same thing. 
A very solid way to change the way these phrases affect us is to just ask questions. All? All? Who specifically? Every. Every? In which situation specifically? Never. Never? Ever? Were there any times that you did get it right? Always. Always? Were there any times that you did not mess up? Everyone. Everyone? Like, who specifically? It has to be blah, blah, blah. It has to be? Why? What would happen if it wasn't? Totally. Totally? There isn't any aspect of that that isn't like that? Completely. Completely? 100%? All the way through? When you ask questions like this, it challenges those generalizations. Remember in my previous Mindcast when I told you about my experience as a personal trainer? What most of my prospective clients would say when I asked them, what have you tried so far to lose weight? And they claimed everything. I would immediately contest their belief that they had indeed tried everything. I got specific. This helped them to confront themselves and their specificity to the truth. Become particularly sensitized to generalizations such as these and question them to check for accuracy, much like questioning a reference for a certain belief. Don't fall into the trap of making yourself feel helpless and disempower your potential with these vague bullshit half-truths. Get specific. This technique does two things. First, and most obviously, it helps you change from a generality to a specific. That alone tends to reduce the emotional content associated with the situations. Second, it helps you focus on the situation in a different way. By helping to change focus, you help to alter your emotion attached to that previous outlook. In my first Mindcast, I talked about how I love to ask questions. So, if you don't like the answer, learn to ask a better question. Our minds formulate to seek exactly what we ask ourselves for. If you aren't specific, you'll get an unspecific answer, much like asking vague questions in Google. You'll get a lot of answers that you don't want and that aren't really useful to you. For example, if you ask yourself, why can't I do this? Your mind will find information to support all the different reasons why you, in fact, cannot do this. Because that is specifically what you asked. If asked, why can't I lose weight? My mind will support my conviction as to why that is. The profound reality is we get what we ask for. Instead of, why am I such a loser? Or what's the matter with me? A better question might be, how can I improve these circumstances? Or how would someone else approach this? Modeling someone you hold in high regard as a problem solver in that field or area. I have a curious concept I learned many years ago. I call it my board of advisors. When I'm not sure how to approach a challenge or a problem, I ask myself, how would members of my board of advisors approach this? I have several people I have appointed in my mind to be in my advisory council. 
This counsel is something I contrived to help me model aspects of my counsel's behavior when dealing with life challenges. I'll ask, what would dad do in this situation? What would Gandhi think? How would Dr. Stephen Covey solve this? What would one of my mentors, Dan Inosanto, think? What would his take be on this challenge? This concept helps me to imagine a different viewpoint and at times has enabled me to reframe a challenge from a different point of reference. Questions are extremely powerful tools for changing our mindsets. Questions can do three things. They can change what we focus on. They can change what we delete. And they can give us access to different resources. Who, what, where, how, when. To help achieve our desired ends. Questions can also help gain access to feelings or emotional states very quickly. And as such, you'll want to become adept at asking excellent questions for areas that pertain to your life. In the next section of this episode, we will look at the first of four types of questions. Number one, state-inducing questions. Number two, double binds. Number three, possibility thinking questions. And number four, problem-solving questions. That first type of question is the one that helps us to get into specific emotional states. I will refer to it as a state-inducing question. A very strong skill to have is to become excellent at asking questions that will help you to quickly get into empowering states or out of disempowering states. These states can run the gamut of emotions, from confidence to patience, from understanding to decisiveness, from sensitivity to motivation, and just about every other feeling in between. I use this as a preset or primer to tune into the emotions that I most value and set my mood for the day. So first, determine which emotions are most important to you and design questions to help you quickly access those states. By asking a state-inducing question first thing in the morning, you will set the tone emotionally for the rest of the day. One I often ask myself is, what am I really grateful for right now? This is so powerful in that it places my feeling of gratitude in the forefront of my conscious thought for the rest of the day by beginning that day with that feeling. In addition, the way you ask these questions is key. If you ask a kid, what did you do in school today? Invariably, they will say, nothing. Ask a better question, and you'll get a better quality answer. Ask a better quality of question instead of, what did you do in school today? Ask, what was the best thing you did in school today? Or, what was the most exciting part of school today? Or, what did you learn that interested you the most? And you will get a better quality answer. Ask a lousy question, you'll probably end up getting a lousy answer. Ask an insightful question, you'll most likely end up with an answer that gives you a new level of understanding. Ask yourself a state-inducing question, and you'll go into that emotional state in order to answer. Careful, though. One trap you can fall into is sometimes we can answer such questions without truly entering that emotional state. For instance, you can ask yourself the question, what am I really grateful for in my life? and then rattle off some list of responses by rote, 
but not really feel that state of gratitude. This is why it's important that you focus to the connected emotional state so it is congruent with the question you're asking, especially when first doing this exercise. Often, visualization is a great way to connect to the questions emotionally. Using internal visual imagery makes what you're asking more engaging, as you're utilizing both internal dialogue and internal imagery. In this way, the questions you ask will have an attached meaning and trigger an emotional state as you answer. Oh, also, in some cases, you might find it useful to ask a follow-up question, like, what about those things makes me feel that way? This helps ensure that you are fully experiencing the given emotion and not simply answering intellectually. Okay, here are a few examples of state-inducing questions I ask when I'm coaching. What are you really happy about in your life right now? What about this makes you feel really happy? What aspects of your performance are you most pleased with? What about this aspect makes you feel that way? To rephrase these and other questions when directed internally to yourself, ask them in a different context like, what is the best thing that happened to me today? What made it so awesome? What accomplishments am I really proud of? What about that accomplishment makes me feel proud? What have I accomplished in my life that when I first thought of it, I never believed I could pull it off? What does having that reference of knowing that I can accomplish something despite difficult odds give me? Considering everything I have in my life, what am I most grateful for? What about that makes me feel grateful and why? In what areas do I feel most confident? What makes me feel so confident in that situation? How can I use that? In what situations do I find myself the most patient or relaxed? How do I approach those situations to help me feel patient and more chill? Who in my life means the most to me? What makes them so special? Who in my life loves me? How does that make me feel to be loved like that? As you review your answers, notice the changes in your emotional state. Your emotional state will literally change from feelings of gratitude, happiness, excitement, pride, empowerment, confidence, and other things. These emotional states enable us to connect to our passion for life. And this is inspiring, motivating, and powerful. Many times when we ask pertinent questions such as these, we find a deeper reason to help drive us toward our objectives. We find our why, and this links our desire for success with purpose, creating an emotionally charged approach as we move forward towards our objective. Think what might happen if you wrote down one of these questions each morning for even just one week. What have you got to lose? To experience an empowered life begins with very deep and truthful personal questions about yourself. Within those answers, bear the seeds of success. In my next Mindcast, I will demonstrate how you can use questions to make phenomenal changes in your approach to problem solving. I'll also clue you in on how questions can define exactly why 
we feel the way we do about situations in our life and how that has a huge effect on our personal performance. Thank you for sitting in on this episode of MindCast. Ask a better question and you will get a better quality answer. This is Kevin Seaman and this is MindCast. 